the Paranormal Almanac with your host, Kurt Sandvig. And of course, Stitch. Call in, tell them your crazy Bigfoot stories, UFOs, ghosts, whatever, as long as it's paranormal. Hi, everybody. Take two. All right. So this is it. This is the last option. You guys are really small and tiny now on a tiny little laptop. Better on the laptop? Well, fuck it. We're doing the laptop. Let's do this. All right. Well, that sucks. No glitch in here, huh? Well, I guess I'm going to be doing it on a laptop from now on. I'll just plug in the big monitor to the laptop from now on, and then it'll all be nice and big for me, and then you guys can actually see us. Now that we're actually up and running, let's actually get this thing started. Yeah. Let's actually do this. So, as I was saying, little tiny people on my tiny screen, as I was saying, so on the cult episode, even though I go, even though I warned you guys not to join a cult, I joined a cult for you, just to see what would happen if you join a cult. I joined the church of the sub-genius. I am now an ordained minister and a high priest of the church of the sub-genius. I joined a cult so you guys wouldn't have to. So let's see what a cult actually sends you when you join one. Now, so far I've not been asked to uh, buy like new Nikes or anything or drink any Kool-Aid. So far they sent me this and then they all fucked off. So it's my kind of cult. All right. Well, everybody likes the small. Hey, Susan, how are you? All right. We're going over, Susan, in case you missed it. We're going over what a cult sends you when you join a cult. So the Church of the Subgenius says goodbye to planet Earth. A once-in-a-lifetime experience. Apparently there's... Oh, it's X Day. The end of the world drill is, is June 28th to July 5th. Wow. So... June 28th to July 5th, world's going to end. I mean, is it that much of a surprise with 2020 right now that the world's going to end? I pretty much could have guessed that the world's going to end. Uh, I can do weddings, apparently. I am a, a high priest. That's right. I joined one cult. I'm going to join another cult later on. The Church of the Subgenius. I am an ordained minister and a high priest of the Church of the Subgenius. So... They also gave me the Legally Ordained Minister Kit, which I will read you just a brief description. Um, can I legally marry people? Yes, is the answer. Of the 50 states could give you two... Oh, yeah, the 50 states could care, couldn't care less. So, yep, all I have to do is pay a, a preacher's fee and I can marry you guys into the cult of the, the Church of the Subgenius. How can I be recognized as legally ordained minister in the eyes of the con? They said, uh, you pay a fee. It's th it's just that easy. So I can pay the fee. I can legally marry you guys. Next up, 
you know what? I apologize for you all, for you listeners only because this is a very show and tell kind of thing. Because the next up is a pamphlet. The world ends tomorrow and you may die. Are we controlled by secret forces? Are alien space monsters bringing a startling new world? Do people think you're strange? Do you? Are you abnormal? Boy, this is like a real good advertisement because I'm all about this weird cult. Uh, are you different? These are the end times. You must be saved, even if it kills you. I'm not going to read that because that sounds terrible. All of this was only $20, guys. $20 for a bunch of crap. Whoa, Veronica grew up in a cult? Veronica, I want to hear from you about growing up in a cult. Uh, I joined a cooler one than I am. I'm, I'm ordained through the Church of Spiritual Humanism. What? I want to hear about that, too. Yes, that is right. I am an ordained minister in a cult now, Caitlin. Hi, Alex. Hi, Caitlin. Hmm. Hi, Elisa. Love you. All right. Let's see. Let's keep on going. My God, there's so much crap with this thing. Oh, I'm dropping stuff. Ah, I'm falling. All right, there we go. So much stuff in the cult that I fell out of my chair. Oh, God, there's a cool bumper sticker. Actually, I got to admit, that is a cool bumper sticker. So, uh, yes, I'll marry you guys. Another cool bumper sticker. I don't know who that dude is. I haven't looked into my cult well enough to know who that dude is. Uh, bu -bu -bu -bum. From the desk of Revan Ivan Stang. Uh, bu -bu oh, they're apologizing for filling my order so late. That's nice of them. Apparently, there were 75 orders that needed to be filled immediately with my order. Mine took a little bit longer. Oh, and they want me to buy a book for $35. That ain't happening. Okay. What else we got? Jesus Christ, there's so much crap. Apparently, he is J.R. Bob Dobbs. J.R. Bob Dobbs. He is the high epopped of the Church of the Subgenius. Sure, why not? Whatever. Uh, there's a, oh wow, there's a little get to know everybody in my new life as a minister. So I should probably read that someday. Uh, the world ends July 5th, 1998, guys. Sorry to bring this up to you guys. July 5th. Oh wow. Elisa says when I was in college, my dorm next door neighbors were all bobs and part of that cult. Hey, I joined a cool cult. Uh, July 5th, 1998, the world's going to end. Sorry, everybody. That is Bob. You are correct. I did not know this. 20 bucks. Um, I didn't, <laughs> I did not get the cool wristwatch. Uh, I guess this is like some kind of coloring book page thingy. Uh, I don't know. Uh, oh, I got a citizen's pledge. I've got a citizen's pledge, all. Morite temporum volum thickus. Sure. I, f I refuse to recognize my membership in the human community. I already like that. I'm another coloring book. Skipping that. Brag of the subgenius. All right, so there's a lot of stuff that I don't really care about. Here we go. There it is. The Church of Subgenius short duration marriage license and certificate. So anybody I marry, apparently, you have to sign one of those. So if you guys want to be married by me, apparently I can do that now. Apparently, I'm a member of Bob. I didn't even know it. I was just joining a cult. Apparently, I picked a cool one. So there you guys go. That's just a little bit of what you get if you join a cult. And again, I wasn't asked to kill myself. I wasn't asked for more money. Well, I guess they kind of asked me to buy a book, but fuck that. That's not happening. 
But I wanted to show you guys just what you get for $20 when you join a cult. All right. And that's that. That is a cult. If that, yeah, that is a good point. If it didn't cost my entire life savings, make me leave my entire family, is it really a cult? Well, I do live alone. I'm the only Sandvig out here in California. All the other ones are out in other states. So, you know, I did technically leave my family and I did pay to be in a cult and I don't really have a life savings. So I guess, yes, yes is the answer to that. I really am in a cult. Can we get a bulk discount rate if you perform a mass wedding ceremony? I like that question. The answer is yes. I will have to apparently do it through my laptop because my computer sucks. But uh, yes, I can, I can bulk marry as many people as you want to marry, Caitlin. Wow. Alisa, you really know about all the subgeniuses? How come you've never talked to me about the subgeniuses? I didn't know about that. Yeah, Stitch, that's right. Subgeniuses, they're at the door. So, can I divorce my wife so you can remarry us? Oh, yeah. Oh, well, that's easy. The answer is yes, Russ. Um, you have to divorce your wife. You have to do a prenup where I get everything. That's the only rule that I have. As long as I get everything, you know, life or death, just I get everything, then yes. Yes is the answer. I do want to buy a hot rod, so I, if you want to pay me to marry you guys, let's do this party. Um, I can even wear a Hawaiian shirt. You can choose the Hawaiian shirt that I wear. All right, so that's about all I had for this one. I kind of just wanted to go down. Well, I'm hoping that this is more of a joke. I really don't think this is... If this is a cult, and if that's as serious as they get, cults seem pretty harmless. Um, I have a feeling that it's definitely more of a joke. Oh, and I got a, already have a notary. Yes, Josh is going to notarize everything. Um, Lauren McCune, I would love an invitation to your wedding. Again, you can pick the... Uh, pick. Oh, wait, I, guess I have a new shirt to show you guys. Continuing... I'm sorry, everybody that's listening, but continuing the uh, show and tell part of this, here you go. A new, dun da da da, they might be giants, Cadborosaurus t shirt. How awesome is that? So, the best band in the world is They Might Be Giants. They Might Be Giants have a couple different monster shirts. This is the newest one. It's for, the, um, for a Canadian US tour that was on the East Coast only. But they had a deal on the shirt. I had to buy it to support the band during the quarantine, all that jazz. So, a new Cadborosaurus concert shirt. <laughs> Carlos, you are correct. All righty. So, like for the call-ins, is it cults? No, it's not just cults for the call-ins. The call-ins can be for anything that you guys want. Any kind of paranormal story. But I have to be very gen ginger about doing this so I don't dump the laptop. Because I'm doing this slightly different. Um... Okay, so if you guys want to call in, let's see, awesome shirt. Yes, isn't it an awesome shirt? So say we all. Thank you, James. It's Yes, it is kind of a Nessie. It's Ked Borosaurus. Um, so if you guys want to call in, the phone number to call in is 818-732-9399 for any paranormal story that you guys have. Doesn't have to necessarily be cults, but who was it, Vanessa, that said that? Um, who was saying that they had, they had, they had, um, yeah, Veronica, Veronica, even though it's a boring story and a boring cult, I want to hear about your cult. Um, Alexandra has a, what the crap? I want to hear from both you, Veronica and Alexandra about your cults. Um, I don't realize so many people would be into cults. Uh, Damien heard me listening to the room till Curtis said, hi, hey, hi, Damien. Hey, that's awesome, Teresa. Definitely if you can hear me, Damien, I am saying hi to you, buddy. That's awesome. 
So if anybody, hi Damien, if anybody would like to call in right now, it is 818-732-9399. I almost gave my cell phone number out. That would have sucked. That would have sucked badly. You know, you guys can call about any story. Astral projection? Yes, you can. Another story? Cults? Whatever? Doesn't matter? Yes, you can. Veronica? Anybody? Yes, you can. You can call in right now. While you guys are calling in right now, I've got to try and figure out how I can get the stories I have up for this episode as well. All right. So give me one second to pull up one story for you guys as well. Okay. I think I can do this from the laptop. I think, I think, I think I can. Hmm. I like it. Caller, you are on the air, hopefully. Hi. Uh, it's I'm with Alexandra. I'm with my sister. I called with you enough to tell her story. Sweet. Howdy. Hi. Why does it still... There we go. Now it's not beeping. Hi, you guys. I would love to hear your story. Um... Well, just to get it out of the way, the cult I grew up in was very boring. We did it from, I think, when I was in third grade until I got married. Um, basically, all the women had to wear skirts, and their skin had to be covered, and they couldn't cut their hair, and the guys couldn't grow their hair out past their ears. No, it was just weird, and there's, it's nothing. And they, they did, a lot of the leaders ended up going to jail. A lot of different things. Holy mostly crap. Terrifying. Wait, mostly right. what? It was, they're really downplaying how horrible these people were. This is what my therapist is for. This is not your job. <laughs> uh, but I do have a very short ghost story. I would love to hear um, a ghost story. So I was on Zoom with my friends. I have these friends that live out of state and we, we meet up on Zoom a couple times a week and I had set up my laptop in my kitchen and behind me was uh, my kitchen window and so and then like my cabinet so that's what the view was behind me and I was talking to my friends and I was doing my homework so I didn't have the Zoom screen up. Uh, so I wasn't paying attention. I was just typing. And one of my friends was talking, like telling a story about something. And she stopped and she said, oh, is that one of your kids? And I said, is what one of my kids? And she said, the person who just ran behind you. Was that one of your kids? And so I, I at first I was like, no, I, my kitchen window is behind me. It's probably someone out there. And then I realized that the shutters to my kitchen window were closed. So it couldn't have been anyone running past the window. And all of my kids, was like 11 o'clock at night. My kids were sleeping. My husband was sleeping. So she said, oh, someone just ran behind you full speed. You didn't, you didn't kill one of your kids, one of your kids running around? What the crap? I did not. So that, that just happened she on... Right. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that just happened on Saturday night, I think it was, Friday night. So that was uh, really terrifying. You had like a yeah. like a current ghost. It's like a paranormal news ghost, like within the week. Yeah, it just happened. And I've not been having a lot of creepy stuff happen, but my husband did demo the entire basement for my sister to move in with us. 
And underneath all the paneling were all those notes about, you know, don't tear down the paneling. So I don't know if, like, it stirred something up. But, you know, right, I'm but- not a fan. But there was nothing under the paneling, right? It wasn't like you found a bunch of skeletons or like, you know, like uh, like from the TV show Supernatural, like like Winchester, like spirals and bullshit like that, right? No, no, just, just a, like graffiti. I think, no, I think the writing was kind of ominous writing. Hold on, hold on. <laughs> Wait, why do you think they, that the writing was ominous writing? I definitely want to hear more about this. She has pictures. It was very creepy writing and it was like, very um mean wasn't it angry like like you're stupid you're an idiot for tearing down the paneling <laughs> I, I think it was a joke can't wait to move down there by the way <laughs> the, guy, the guy who lived there before us and set everything up all of the neighbors said he was like a gigantic asshole so i think he just was mad his wife made him put paneling up and he just took his frustration out on graffiti on the walls. Well, yeah, I but... Think that was but... That was where you're... Uh, the Mr. Nobody. It's going to be a terrifying spending time there. See, that's anyway, what I was just going to so, say. Didn't you already say that there's something down there? So, obviously, there's more than just some angry dude that wrote on paneling. It was just the one time that my son and daughter... Definitely my son. I don't even know if my daughter saw it. It was one time when we first moved in, and they haven't seen anything since. And other than like, but you did. You just had it. You just had a ghost kid run by you. So you can't say that. You just had a ghost kid run right behind you. I'm trying not to think I have a ghost child in my house. Uh, So. Denial is what I'm currently working with. Hey, if that's what you're working with, that's, you know, you got to use whatever you got. So, sure, you know what? No, I'm sure it's totally fine. And, you know, there's never been a horror story that has ever started with someone doing construction on a house, finding something creepy and weird, then seeing a ghost, and then everything always works out fine. You're, you know, it's fine. Exactly. I've never heard a single bad story about (laughs) So, I think I'm fine. Uh, but, uh, Alexandra has a lot of really good stories from her college, and I think it's her turn to tell a story or two. Oh, sure. I, I would love that. I'll tell one story only, because I don't want to monopolize the time like I did last time, but Bra- I totally forgot this happened, and Veronica reminded me. Um, when, so, the college, I, I explained before, there were several floors, so... <clears throat> Um, there's like a basement. That's where that camera room, photography yeah, room yeah. was. Yeah. So this was happened in the opposite place. I was actually on the very top floor where they had the old radio station, and we had our costume room and um, the little entrance into the tower that you weren't allowed to go in. Um, but my friend and I were in the costume room um, trying on costumes for the play that was coming up, and we were we thought we were by ourselves. We heard somebody playing the piano so we assumed it was a student that came to practice because they had a beautiful grand piano in there and it music sounded so cool in that room so we thought it would be hilarious because that person probably thought they were alone we thought it'd be hilarious to sneak up on them and scare them so we first started down and we were going to just go to the balcony and scream from the balcony and scare them that way but then we thought it would be funnier if we came up from behind them so we decided we went down the one flight of stairs where it was the balcony and we're like, you know what? Let's take it to the next level and sneak up behind them. So 
we went down the stairs, and there were these huge double doors that led to the auditorium. And so we each took one of the handles, and we, like, counted down, one, two, three, and the piano is going strong at this point. And we whip open the doors at the same time, and there is nobody there. The piano cover is locked. We found out when we went up to it. But you know how after someone's playing music, there's, like, that buzz in the air from the music? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Definitely hanging in the air, and it stopped immediately when we opened the door. Immediately, <clears throat> and there's no way anybody. And she was there, so this was not just me being a crazy person. <laughs> we both experienced it. We just looked at each other, and we got right out of there very fast that night. So and on us, we thought we were going to scare someone else. So the piano wasn't just closed; there was a cover on it as well. It, it had a really, um, yeah, it had like a cover, you know, that you pull over the keys yeah, yeah. on the piano, and it's locked, because they didn't let anyone just come in and bang on the piano. Holy crap. Yeah, and then when we, we checked it to think, well, maybe they slipped out, we, we were positive they couldn't have, but it was locked. When it was locked, that's when we were like, I'm done today. Yeah, uh, you know what? Um, I'm impressed with you that you kept not only kept going to that school, but you kept like being like, oh, everything's normal, everything's fine, let's keep messing with things, because that, that never seems to end well with you there. <laughs> Everyone had some story there, so it wasn't like it, it was a one-time <clears throat> thing. I think I, I'm, I'm almost positive I asked you last time, but if you don't mind, what was the name of the school? It was Pillsbury Baptist Bible College in Minnesota. Okay, I gotta look. I gotta look into this. I'm gonna deep dive this school, this, which will be the second school for a listener that I've deep dived this week alone. So I want to find out more about this school. All right, I will. Uh, I, I'm excited to find out if you heard, and if you ever find anything out about that house I lived in in Dodge Center, Minnesota, <clears throat> I would yes. hear about that. Yeah, so I, I, I was, I've was been sidetracked, unfortunately, for the past couple of weeks, but I will definitely... No, 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 it's thank you. Uh, no, I'm, I'm going to look into that for sure, uh, 100% for sure, because I really want to find out about this as well. But, uh, yeah, I got to find out if this school is, like, a known haunting or if, like, hearing the piano is, like, a known thing. I want to know, like, how deep this thing goes with this school. The piano ghost was a pretty common one. There was also a vacuum goat that I have a pretty good story. But you know what? I'm not going to tell it. I'll no, no. send it to you. No, 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 no. You but... can't You can't leave me hanging like that. A vacuum ghost? Yes. No, uh, please tell me. I want to he, hear. Okay, okay, okay. Um, this was a professor of mine. He told this story, and I actually just asked him to record it and send it to me because it was it was such a cool story, and I was trying to remember the details to tell my sister. But um, this uh, he was in the photo lab. He was, you know, that famous photo lab that we're stupid enough to hang out in. Yeah. And he heard someone vacuuming, and he was like me, where he was like, well, I just kind of want to know who's in here, and he assumed it was a student doing, like, their scholarship work situation. He has a very booming voice. He used to be in radio, so it was, he called up the stairs, and you know who he is. Everybody there knew who he was, and he said nothing. You know, no one answered, but he figured they just couldn't hear him over the vacuum. So he um, he went up the stairs, the one flight, and he could tell that it was coming from this room that was like, we called it the Welcome Center. It was all glass walls. 
Um, so you could see inside, but it was dark. Sure. And he tried to pull the lights from the outside because all the lights were on the outside. But he couldn't get it. He couldn't get it. So he, but that wasn't weird. Old building. There's like 20 different switches for the same light. I mean, it wasn't, he didn't think it was that weird. So he called out again because he was like, well, I don't want to scare this person. Maybe they have their headphones in and maybe, you know, they just can't hear me or whatever. So he got out his keys and he unlocked the door and he was like, you know, kind of announcing his presence. And the vacuum slowly turned off. Like, you know, it goes like, yeah, like that. Yeah, yeah. That that was very cool effect, by the way. (laughs) Um, So he was able to turn the light on in there and it was a completely empty room. And the only way in and out of that room was the door he was at. And he watched as the vacuum cleaner bag just slowly kind of deflated a little bit as he looked at it. So he, though, went back down to the photo lab. So I don't know why it didn't bother him more, but that's just kind of how people were about the ghosts on that campus. It was so regular and seemingly harmless that nobody worried too much. It was mostly just kind of a good story. And Well, yeah, um, but how I are went- you guys so mellow about ghosts? I mean, I got people that me- like email me all the time that you know, saw something out of the corner of their eye once and they're afraid to go into their, you know, living room ever again. You guys are the most mellow people. I was certainly terrified. I mean, I'm not going to pretend I wasn't any of these times that these things have happened to me. But then it was like, well, still got to go to class. Um, so I, I mean, I don't know. I, I just, I don't, I did feel, un- there were several times I've had things happen with the cell phone face, but this wasn't one, I mean, he wasn't feeling that way that time, and he just kind of uh, was like, well, I guess that's the ghost, and he went back to the developing picture. That is the most, I, I, like, again, I think you guys are awesome because you guys are the most, like, mellow, like, relaxed people ever, and I love you for it. Like, like, like you need to be a paranormal investigator because nothing shakes you. I would be a paranormal investigator on a show that you and I and whoever else is fine can start because ours would be better than anything out there. Let's just be honest. Right? I'm with you. I'm so with you. Like, we, yes. Hey, look, if I ever get my show going, if Paranormal Almanac ever becomes a show, you can trust that I'm going to be like, okay, let's do this. This is happening now because, again, you were the most (laughs) mellow person ever. I love it. I don't know if I would have been if I, this just happened to me yesterday, but yeah, I, yeah, well, you know, things are weird. In Minnesota, people were just nice. So we're nice to ghosts if we need to be. We're nice to everyone. So, yeah. Hey, I don't know why you think like, you're like, oh, I took up too much time. You have the best stories. Never apologize. You have the coolest fun stories. Like, this is awesome. Well, thank you very much. I am having a good time. I'm so happy that I found your podcast, but I'm so far behind, and it's very sad. And also, you have very nice fans. All oh. their comments—they're just funny people, and they're not mean. I love it. I—I cannot—I cannot agree with you more. They are the nicest fans in the world, the absolute best. Like, yeah, you're a hundred percent right. I lucked out completely because when I started doing these, I was like, what if everybody's an asshole? And then I'm stuck with all these assholes, and I know they're all jerk. No, everybody's been cool. So, yeah, no, I, I, I 100% agree with you. They can all come when we have our show. They can all come and, you know, visit some of the haunted places. It'll be fun. Yes, I love them. this. I absolutely love it. 
thank you guys again all for right, calling. Well, and and, and you guys breezed through the cult stuff way too quick. But that's all right. I'm going to catch you next time with more <laughs> weird cult shit. All right. You have a good one. Thank you. You too. Bye now. Bye. All right, everybody. So how awesome was that call? Now, unfortunately, though, I am trapped in a little bubble. I don't, I don't need these anymore. I'm trapped in a bubble of can't see any of the comments now. I don't know what the hell I did on this laptop, but now I can't see any of your comments. So this sucks because I love reading all the comments. So now I've got to figure out how I can get it so I can see your guys' comments again because nothing is working. In the meantime, if uh, anybody else wants to call, like Carlos, I'm seeing you here, please feel free to call in 818-732-9399. Yes. Oops. Nope. Sorry. Nope. That's not a, that was not a valid call. Whoever's calling, you got to call back in just a second because it's not working for some reason. Call back whoever that was. It's 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 this computer is being all kinds of wonky. In fact, I'm going to move you guys over just a little bit so I can try and see if I can see the comments this way. There we go. Thank you. Hey, Carlos. I heard that name. Carlos, is that you? Yes. Sweet. How are you doing, sir? I'm good. So you you have some stories to tell me, I see. Yes. I would love to hear it. What do you got for me? So it's my wife's story. So hey, Carlos, ah. it's... Carlos, is that ah, you? Stop. Hold on. There we go. There we go. You're good. Keep going. Sorry. Okay. So, um, what, what happened is that my wife's grandparents' house is located in a, well, they're not quite sure if it's a Civil War um, prisoner's camp or a hospital camp. Okay. Either way, that's terrifying. Right. So, there is, so her father and uncle kept having this recurring dream about this mouse demon looking thing so do you say mouse demon yes interesting i like this so what it what the dream went on is where their dining room was there's uh, this door that appears and they would go through it in their dreams and the First, they would see this hooded figure, and what would happen is the hooded figure would try to entice them to come closer to them. Okay. And then, as soon as they he, they get close enough, he reveals himself and tries to grab them, and eventually, that's where all of them wake up. And this happened to my father-in-law and. More, uh, my wife's uncle all throughout their childhood and they never discussed until they were older and they found out that both were having this dream oh wow they so they confirmed they them. confirmed with each other that they were having the exact same scenario right wow and 
what is really odd is getting to, the, to their house and everything, and it's the most peaceful place you can imagine. Uh, and it's so weird because, well, they built this house on their own and with their own their hands, uh, more than uh, my wife's um, parents. So my grandparents, sorry. And they were, they put so much love into the land and everything. So everything feels so peaceful, but they all kept having these dreams. So fast forward several years later, when my wife, as a little girl, we used to stay there, she would start having the same dream that her father had. And she didn't know until one camping trip that they were having the same dream. And and you're sure that the father never told the story and it kind of like subconscious got into her head? No, because um, they, 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 they weren't together all the time. Oh, wow. They, they were usually strange and usually would be her grandparents who would take care of her. So she really never talked much and um, her father and uncle never really talked to her about it at all. Now, did hers, so, did her, did she wake up at the same point or did, did hers keep going? Hers kept going and it would change different times. So sometimes it would be just the hooded figure or it'd be the giant box in this red room. And then she would approach the box and then the mouse demon would try to get her. Holy crap. So... They all suspect, years later, when they started talking about this, that um, my wife's grandmother, aka their mother, also had this dream. But their dad never really wanted to talk about them, either. So, it's like, the oddest thing, because they all keep having these dreams, and now we're very curious if uh, my wife's um, cousin, she's having those dreams as well, but she spends a lot of time up there at that house as well. Is she only having the dreams since she's at the house, or is she having the dreams even though she's not in the house, but she's been there? When she was a little girl, it would happen either at the house or when she would be away from the house. Okay. Um, I don't know if her her dad still had the dreams, but it has followed like all of them ever since they built into this land. What do you know about, have you looked into the land itself to see, you know, what was on so, that land? Again, it was, it was part of the Civil War, because we live in Virginia, and wherever you throw a stone, there's probably a Civil War battle. Oh, sure, time. yeah. So, that area is really close to the Bull Run battle, the Battle of Bull Run. Okay. So, it was either a prisoner's camp or a hospital camp. Sure, that was a bloody war, so that would make sense, yeah. So, and when they, originally when they were building that, that house, they couldn't build for a really long time because they found parts of that land, which originally was like a dump, that people were just coming in and dumping stuff in it. Were they, finding, places, were they finding body parts or just stuff? Just stuff. Okay. But there were areas where it was moved earth. Okay were like this turf earth that was big enough to carry a body, but there was no body there. Wow. So, 
when they were started building, they found this. Obviously, they contacted the police, and that's where it ended. But, um, but yeah. And then years later, when I started going to this house and everything, I kind of got the sensation that there was something in the woods. What, what made you think that? Because there was an area that felt very peaceful, but then when you move away, it felt like like goosebumps. That's the only, like, um, yeah. So it was, it, I don't know how to describe it, it just felt dark. So I was very foolish and just decided to poke at it because it, even though it felt dark, it felt weak. Like, it wasn't, like, something strong. Sure. That, um, and I thought that was the end of it. That night when I came home, and this was in Thanksgiving of all days, um, it, 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 when I was sleeping, I had a moment of kind of sleep paralysis. That's the best way I can describe it. Uh-huh. Where I was basically just woke up and I couldn't move and right on the corner where we had our dresser there was just this black mass taking shape like goop and it was like a shadow a person? Mouse, almost but it's very taking form of like a person with a mouse head alright so it's, it's, it's like human size but has a mouse head? Like, yes. Like dead mouse? And no, 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 well, no. Like if you would have like a zombie head. Okay. Of, of a mouse with the long snout and everything, you could kind of see the silhouette of it with long hands and long fingers. And as it slowly formed, it approached me while I was sleeping, leaving my wife alone. But at this point, it was like as if I was outside my body, looking at my body and looking at this thing form in the corner. Interesting. And, right. So, like, it wasn't really sleep paralysis. It was like this disembodied dream thing. But when I finally woke up, I shoot up. I was sweating and everything. And it just... It just felt like a warning not to mess with it anymore. All right, so because you were like kind of like poking the bear, it was warning you, hey, knock that shit off, don't poke me. Right. Did you keep poking? Nope. <laughs> all right, good man. I don't blame you there at all. Why a mouse head, though? That is weird. Like... It, it, I don't know. Like, it... it, it... I don't know if, it, like, even if it was a dream, because I see it as an skeptic point of view. It was like a dream that was influenced by the stories that my wife has told me. Sure, of course. And everything. You know you're but, on a, you're you know you're on a on a area of land that a bloody battle happened at, like you said, and you can throw a stone and you'll hit like a really bloody battle. So that's always going to be in the back of your mind. But the mouse head is what's getting me. Like, I can get that kind of, I can get behind your skepticism of, you know, hey, I just kind of, you know, implanted that into my own subconscious, and of course, I'm going to dream about it, but the mouse head, that's freaking weird, man. Well, unless, are you afraid, I mean, look, this is going to sound dumb, but just go with me for a second. 
Are you afraid of Mickey Mouse or have you ever been to like Disneyland when you were a kid and you were freaked out when they handed you to like, you know, the giant guy in a Mickey Mouse costume? Anything stupid like that? No, not at all. Actually, I love rodents. Like, I, I, I can't. I used to have hamsters all my life. And, uh, okay, so you don't have a fear, because that was going to be my next question. Do you have a fear of, like, rats or mice or anything like that? No. All no, right. No, no, I, I love them all. I don't know, man. This one's this one's got me stumped. I dig the fact that it's it's a multi-layered thing. You've got some kind of elemental shadow person-y thing. You have something that's warning you. You have something that's that's blobular but still has form but has a mouse head that seems to be connected to the land. Well, do you think it's connected to the land? I don't want to put that in there. Well, I think it's connected to the land because even though, like, I honestly think it's connected to the land for sure because there's no way that something, like you said, like that elemental sure just this freestanding thing. Now, how long ago did your relative see it before this new sighting what was the distance in the gaps so i don't have so there for what my wife told me this happened when when her dad and her uncle were kids okay it was like an ongoing thing okay so you're talking decades she was a child yeah no this is like decades in the making like generations of family like it started with her dad then when she was a little and spent a lot of time in that house, it happened to her. And Weird. then me, a skeptic, is like, oh, there's nothing. Well, I do believe in it, but it's like I approach it with like, and the skeptic's eye, think, okay, it, is it just this thing? So I wanted to poke it and see, okay, like, what and it, thing? And it definitely That's wasn't it. friendly. It wasn't like, hey, I'm glad you poked me. I wanted to talk to you. It was more like back the F up. Right. All right. So it's not a so it's not a totem spirit. Russ was like, I wonder if it's a totem spirit. And I was like, oh, that's a good that's a good theory. Like, I'm really behind that. But a totem spirit wouldn't get mad if you interacted with it. It would be happy that you finally interacted with it. Right. I don't I don't know what to say about this one. This one's got me stumped, man. Now, I will say this. If you ever do experience this thing again, Ask it its name, but don't say its name. Don't say its name back to it, but ask its name and ask it what it wants. Is there, you know, is there a reason behind it being there for seemingly decades? Oh, see, that's interesting. There was this one dream my wife had where it took the form of her grandfather and it wanted her to come to him. Yeah, but that could be it luring her. It could be taking the form of somebody that she loves to lure her as well. So it ne- not, that ne- doesn't necessarily mean that it's a good thing, but it doesn't mean it's going to hurt you. I mean, you should still find out more and more about it. I agree that, you know, totem spirits can get angry if you're not getting the message through. They can get mad. But I just this doesn't hook me as being a totem. It hooks me as being something else, but it, it hooks me as being something that wants something and I'm shocked that it hasn't just come out and say what it wants. Right. I don't know. What? Well, it, 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 I never have like one of those like sleep paralysis moments. And again, it was like 
my body like suddenly left like my something of me left my body and was looking at myself sleeping sure while seeing this thing trying to approach me and right before that thing tried to touch me i like gained back well and that's the problem is that you're gonna have that kind of panic and i can't say that that's a that's not the right response. It might be the right response to get the fuck out of there, depending on what this thing wants. Unfortunately, right. telling you to like, no, it's cool, just relax. It might not be cool. I don't know. I don't know fuck all about this thing. But I would really like to know more. I would love to know if it has an agenda and if it's willing to tell you what the agenda is, whether that's true or not, whether it's lying to you or telling you the truth. But the fact that it's been doing this for decades would lead me to believe it has an agenda that it wants to get through to somebody right and what is really hot is that even though that there's this thing the land itself and the house itself is probably one of the most peaceful places i've ever been to even with the so, whole civil war interesting yeah because and i think that's a lot because of all the respect and love that her grandparents have put in the land because they basically built that house with their hands. Now, I apologize. You might have said this already. Did the grandpa pass on or is the grandpa still with you? They're still with us. Oh, excellent. And he, and he like pushes it like every time, the one time they tried to talk to him about it, he just blew it off. Okay. So that's like, what was going to be like, my next thing. Whatever. That is exactly what's going to be my next thing was, all right, if your grandpa's still with you, then talk to him. See what he did to this thing. See if maybe he has an inkling of what this thing is. But if he's blowing it off, again, that might be just out of fear. You might just have to kind of keep putting those feelers out there about like, hey, I want to talk to you when you want to talk to me about this because now I've had the same shared experience. I we're just want to know what's going on. people. Like, they're the most very scientific, square kind of people. Sure, but, he's, but he said that he's seen this thing, right? No, that they suspect that their grandmother, like their, that they suspect that um, her grandmother basically has dreams similar to theirs, but not their their dad. Oh, okay. But the grandma, grandma is the grandma still with you? Yes. I would talk to her. Like, just talk. I mean, like, look, this is just my suggestion, and you know, I'm I'm just throwing it out there. Do what you with it. With uh, do what you want with it. But like, I would say, try, make an effort. Throw it out there. Say, hey, I've had this experience too. That's weird, huh? What do you think it was? Like, don't lead them in the conversation. Don't say like, hey, I, I think it's evil and it's kind of try and get me or I think it's good and it's my grandpa or blah, blah, blah. But just kind of like, lead, you know, don't lead them in the conversation. Just ask them, what do you think it was? What did it want from you? What did it say to you? Did it say anything to you? Did it say its name or why it's here? Like, see if anybody will talk to you about it because any information will be good information. Whether this is just some weird collective dream that you're all having, which I don't understand how you could all have the same dream, sure, let's put that down there for the skeptics. Or whether it's actually something coming to visit everybody and it finally got around to you, why? What's it want? Like, I think there's something more to it that, that might not be bad. Well, if my children's with my wife ever had those dreams, I will keep you updated. Oh, please do. No, no, definitely. Please do. And then the other one, I used to live at my college dorm in the room where they perform an exorcism, like in the 90s. 
I'm sorry. What now? Now, is it a legit exorcism or was it just a bunch of college kids fucking around saying, now we're going to do an exorcism? No, I used to go to Catholic University of America in D.C. Oh, this is like legit exorcism. Tell me more about this. Who, what, where, why? Like, tell me. So this is the story that they always tell in the in the tours. So I take this with a gigantic grain of fat. Yep, yep, I'm with you there. If they're talking about in a tour, that's a good way to hook people. So I'm with you there. But all right, let's keep going. But it's the same, like, it's from the same, like, my school has a class for, because also they, have, they go pre-vote pre there as well, and nuns, and that's, that was quite an experience, just walking down, down school and just seeing a priest walking by. And they used to have a class for exorcisms. So, and that was because of the whole exorcism in one of the dorms. And they, they keep that room completely shut off. And it's in a different floor, and they don't let anyone in that floor. And the whole floor is completely shut off. And, and you know that this is true. This isn't just like some urban legend, like there's no one allowed on that floor, nothing. I think it's related to the exorcism that happened in Georgetown. That the original movie of the exorcism yeah. was based upon. Yeah. So I would definitely want to do wanted to do research for many years. But that dorm at night it was the scariest thing you could ever imagine. Well, yeah, I mean, look, you say that, hey, this has got an exorcism. It's going to be scary. Whether or not there's an actual an exorcism, that is a terrifying thing to throw out into the world. So exorcisms are just scary. Right. So, and, like, the whole dorm at night, it, like, in the hallways, it already looked like a Harry Potter castle. Huh. Like, it's a really old building that part of it burned down and they had to rebuild it. So, yeah, that, that I, 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 let's just say I never wanted to get a, 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 in, in that dorm ever again after I lived there for a whole semester. Well, yeah, I can't blame you there. I mean, I don't want to live in any dorm where there's been an exorcism, real, fake, or otherwise. Then you add a fire onto it. Then you add this story that they go around and tell people. Now, when they're telling the people, were they doing it like, hey, we're not going to go up there because there's an exorcism. Let's keep moving on. Or they're like, hey, guys, there was an exorcism here and blah, blah, blah happened. And no, now there's a fire. It, it, it was more of like, let's move along. Like, it's just one of those random mm -hmm. facts that tried you about the college. All right. That's spooky. I don't like that shit at all. And especially being, especially because you have the Vatican, like, flags everywhere in the campus. Yeah. Oh, and yeah. It, it was right in front of the Basilica of D.C. Interesting. So it was the dorm right directly in front of it where they performed the exorcism. Well, as you know, well, I mean, depending on if you listen to all the episodes, I did an, ex uh, an exorcism episode. I don't like doing exorcism stuff. I, that stuff spooks me out to no end. But I did look into the exorcist itself and I couldn't find anything about the a location that was, you know, that it was based on that's still being possessed or still has any kind of attachment to the devil or whatever you want to call it to it. So that's interesting that there might actually be a location that is still 
active. I'll put it that way. Like, I wouldn't say... Because while I was living there, I never had, like, any paranormal activity. Like, you weren't, like... So, other than just a random dude puking down the hall. Um, but it was... It, but it was, like, this oppressive, scary feeling where you would have to go out out in the middle of the hallway to go to the bathroom in the middle of the night. Were you trying to be a priest? Why were you there? Oh, I was just going there for college because okay. they, they had, they, they, it was a full-on university. Yeah, yeah. With, like, this priest and nuns college attached to it. I can't remember what, what that is called. Yeah, seminary. Yeah, no, 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 totally. Yeah, I, I was curious if you were going that route or the other route. So that's just, all right, very interesting. Hey, man, that, I want to know more. If you do ever connect with any family member about, I'll just call it the mouse head demon. Sure, why not? Um, if you do connect with any of your family or it again, please let us know more about that because I'm really, really interested in that. Um, plus, you've also given me some input and maybe I should be looking more into The Exorcism because The Exorcist is just one of the most terrifying movies ever and that's always a good one. But uh, I want to know more about that that weird thing that has, it seems to have an agenda. Well, we're going there for Thanksgiving, so I'll keep you updated. Please do. Look, I'm not saying I want something to happen to you. That's not what I'm saying. But <laughs> if it happens, if it happens, just, you know, keep us in the loop. I mean, all that happened like two years ago, ever since then. I'm oh, well, then I want something to happen to you. It's been two years. Come on. It's time, and time for something to happen to you. <laughs> no, but thank you so much for calling in. This was awesome. Thank you so much. You had a lot of stuff to talk about. I love it. Yeah, well, my pleasure. Thank you again. Please keep us updated. You've been awesome. I love the fact that you called in. Thank you so much for calling in. Mm-hmm. Bye. Bye. Okay, before we get to the next caller, uh, Andrew, what the hell are you talking about, buddy? Uh, Andrew said, hey, I was listening to one of your past Facebook episodes, and you say something about getting a party on, and you can hear a deep voice saying no. There's another EVP on another one of my episodes? Really? I want to know more about that. Um, anybody that's actually listening to these episodes, please let us know. Let me know. I don't care about us. I don't care about you guys. I want to know. Um, I talked about, I mean, I don't remember it, but that doesn't surprise me. I drink through all these fucking episodes, these live episodes. But, so I apparently talked about something about getting a party on and I hear a deep voice saying no, really. I mean, as you guys know, there's nobody else here. The TV's not on. It's over there. TV's not on. There's There should be no other voice. It's just Stitch and I and he's not saying no to me anytime. I want to know what episode this is. Um, Andrew, if you can find that episode again or if anybody can find an episode, a Facebook Live episode where I talk about getting a party on I want to know more, but in the meantime, oh, because I have the tiny computer, you won't hear the music. Sorry, guys. No music. In the meantime, hold on one second. Hold on, pal. In the meantime, we're past the hour mark, which means that, um, shit, hold on. Hold on, Stitch. It means it is break time for Stitch, so I'm just going to throw this song back on. Be back in a minute. Playing hopscotch 
Alrighty, we are back. That's right. The uh, stitch break happened. Oh, oh crap. You can't hear that song? Shit, I'm sorry. Mallory! Hey, Mallory. Love you. Love Frank even more. The best. Uh, I mean, I love you both equally, but... Uh... Okay, let's see. I'll research them after research them on. I love you, buddy. Okay, so... Caller, you are on the air. Hey, Kurt. Hey, Sean, it's how Sean. are you? Good, good. Um, so, yeah, like, I didn't really have anything going on lately because the activity in the house has started to quiet down. But, so, since I shared it with the, the Facebook group before, um, and my <clears> friend was actually trying to kind of get into all the paranormal things because we've been friends since middle school. Um, I did not know that he had experiences or was into any of this stuff before. He's kind of, you know, stereotypical, like straight A kind of nerdy kid student and kind of kept to himself, did his work and everything. And he lives in South Korea. So, um, he actually sent me his story. So I just wanted to quickly share that really quick. Cause I only have what he wrote to me. So there's not like, I don't have a whole lot of background detailing, but yeah. No, I would love a South Korean story. I don't think we've ever had a South Korean story before, so this is very interesting. I know I have South Korean listeners, so this is cool. I like this. Yeah, he's he's actually going to get into it, and he said he wants to start uh, helping to translate the stories that we tell and that you tell to his girlfriend, because I think he's the only one over there that speaks English, um, just because he grew up here in America since he was four and then he moved back out to South Korea by the time he was 18 to join the army over there. Holy crap, that's awesome. Yeah, so what he said to me was, because I, I had posted on Facebook trying to, you know, engage people in getting into Paranormal Almanac and everything. Um, he reached out and said, did you ever think to ask me? No, what are you talking about? He said, um, I've actually had some experiences both in America and in South Korea. So I, you know, cried and I asked him and he said, sure, you know, share it with them if you can, because uh, the time zone difference is going to be kind of hard for me to get in on any of this. And my uh, spoken English isn't as great as it used to be. So what he sent me was... Okay, so this is either paranormal or I'm just really mental and going crazy. But you know when you wake up in the middle of the night and your body is kind of paralyzed. Yep. I've been dealing with that kind I've been dealing with that kind of stuff since elementary school, but every time my face would be literally forced into my pillow by what felt like a hand and I couldn't breathe. I would wake up right before suffocating and blacking out. It felt like someone is literally grabbing my head and shoving it into the pillow really hard. So pretty much throughout all of my teen years, I would deal with that maybe once or twice a week. I think it's called sleep paralysis, which I then had to explain, yes, that is a real thing. Sleep paralysis is very known, etc. And then uh, he goes on to say, but when I came back, when I came home to Korea, it went to a whole new level. After I got discharged from the army, I started having this again, but this time I would be right side up so I could see my surroundings and I would hear auditory hallucinations now. It didn't sound like a language I would know, but it would as a whisper and get louder and louder. I would see a hand silhouette on the wall, almost like a shadow, and I would keep trying to snap out of it. 
but when I and when I did, I would wake up in co- covered in sweat, and my eardrums were beating like crazy, kind of like when we were in band practice, and I had the drum right in my ear. So I dealt with that a few times a month, and then when I moved out and got my own place, I had the scariest one so uh, so far. So for anyone who doesn't know, Korean bedroom or Korean apartments are very small. They're kind of like a little hole in the wall. It's maybe like one room size, and that's for everything. That's your bathroom, your bedroom, your living room, your kitchen. It's all very tiny. So he said, Korean Korean one-room apartments are very small. You can see the front door while you are sleeping. I had one of these episodes again, and when I tried to wake up, I felt like I phased out of my body, and I was able to walk around and stuff. I know I wasn't awake because I could hear sounds in my ear again, but the craziest thing is I could see all of my surroundings. I could touch and feel every single thing in my apartment. When I looked back at my bed, there was a black hole I couldn't go near, so I couldn't see my body. And when I turned around at the front door, when I turned around to the front door, the door was missing, but replaced by what looked like those steel rods in a prison cell. And I felt like I could see a ghost-like spirit staring directly at me. I still have a very clear memory of that experience. It had a face, but the body was not human. It was kind of furry, but not, and it wasn't resembling any animal that I know, and it was staring at me as the auditory hallucinations got louder and louder. So I started screaming and woke up. The craziest thing is when I did wake up, I turned on the lights and looked around the apartment, and everything was exactly the same as I saw in my dream. I had just moved in here, so I didn't get a good look at my apartment before, but I did in the dream, and I recognized it in real life. Unopened boxes from moving were placed exactly as I was looking at it through the dream. The clock on the wall read the exact same time, and the kitchen countertop and everything else was exactly the same. The detail was so on point, including minor things that I wouldn't pay attention to. And that was the first night, so I even noticed a small crack in the window or the garbage can that I bought was ever so slightly open, as if I was seeing it live and in real time. After that night, I've had similar experiences every once in a while since, but it hasn't been as bad as it was in middle school and after I left the Army. So that was his stories that he sent me. Stitch, be cool. I'm listening to a story. Um, No, that's really bizarre. Like, hey, Stitch, relax, man. Uh, that's really bizarre. Also, what's really even more bizarre is the, the, the second that you said the words sleep paralysis, your phone glitched mm-hmm. out just for those words. Oh, oh, that's really, really friggin' creepy and yeah. weird. And I hope that we caught that. <laughs> yeah, no, it was creepy. I loved it. Um, oh, wow. So, all right. So again, a furry faced thing. Well, he said the face was human, the body was like a furry animal, but it wasn't an animal that he would recognize. Like, if you took him like a zoo or something, you, he would not be able to pick out any creature. Oh. It didn't look like anything that we know of. I'll be honest, I don't, know, face, I don't know enough about the South Korean, or the Korean, I'll just put it that way. The Korean, um, besides like gins and stuff like that that they have over there, um, and they do have... They do have shadow people, I know of that, but I don't know enough about their cryptids or anything that could come come through to yeah i'm not i'm not too sure i'm not too sure either and unfortunately what ended up happening is i got locked out of my main facebook before i could continue asking him so i did just re-add him to my current one so i will be you know possibly pressing him further to get a little bit more information because i honestly i've known this kid since i was in middle school and i'm 28 now i've never heard him ever talk about anything weird or strange he was a very very normal kid and very very normal adult 
and he was always very serious, very stoic. He did his work, and that was it. Sure. So this was very weird for me to hear from him saying, no, I, I've been through this. No, this is really interesting. I really like, I, I would, yeah, I definitely want to hear more. I want to find out more info about it. Um, I want to know how often it happens. I want to know um, if this is something that is a known thing in the culture. Like, yeah, I definitely want yeah, to find and, out more about and one it. Yeah, and one of the things that, one of the things I want to ask him, because, and this is something that, you know, I'd like to pose to the group here because from what I understand he said that a lot of the sleep paralysis happened towards uh, he said towards like the end of middle school like that's yeah, when it really like started while he was here now in yeah now towards the end of middle school that is when he and I both lost our best friend like he was friends with everyone Andre Rios he, he passed away at 13 years old and then everyone started to kind of go through some things like everyone that was kind of close to him and um now the guy who who sent the stories david he's from south korea we had andre was from peru like everyone came here around four and five years old and it seemed like everyone who was really close to andre all of his friends we all started experiencing things right around after his passing in 2006. Well, wait, I, I so apologize. I might, How did he die? Might, um, he fell through the roof of a building. Uh, they were all being stupid kids hanging out on the roof, and he apparently fell through a skylight, and from what they told me, uh, a couple of friends that were with him, he was just standing next to it, and he fell back like he was shoved, and he landed on his neck. Yeah, so um, unfortunately, like, for a little while, police were looking at them as possible, like, suspects, because it did seem like a shove, like, he, the trajectory of how he fell and how he went through it from their explanations didn't seem to make a lot of sense, but, you know, it was an accident, so, but like I said, that's when everyone kind of started peaking and going through a lot of things, and this is, we were all about 13 years old, that's when I started getting a lot more of um, my own experiences, as well as a bunch of my friends who, you know, I've shared a couple of their stories before, and I didn't know that this other kid who was also a friend of his started to go through some of the same stuff. Sure. So I may just track it down and see if everyone may have some kind of weird stories based around that time frame, because now I'm actually interested to know, is everything kind of connected in a way? Sure, Not that but, it would be, you know, yeah. our, our passed away friend, but everyone started kind of going through crap around the same time. Sure, but it could be it could be just a traumatic experience, and everybody trying to deal with that traumatic experience, and it's just a yeah a, a mental health thing. I'm not saying it is, but I'm oh not yeah, no, it's that's okay. a, that's absolutely true. Yeah, no, that's absolutely true, and that's one of the things that I I tried to think about too. And and David is very very sure sure that there's something wrong, and like something has been trying to suffocate him in his sleep, and he's tried to change um his sleeping positions because he said he used to as a kid sleep on his stomach and that's when this this thing while he was going through sleep paralysis would shove his face in the pillow sure so he started laying on his back and it still tried to do the same thing and suffocate him oh yeah no definitely i mean but you, you, I mean, you are taking some leaps and bounds that it might be the same thing it might not be the same thing i mean it could be i mean oh you, no not at yeah. all i'm yeah, you guys might have a lot of things. That's the scary. That's the worst thing about this for you guys. Besides, you know, like obviously, I love you guys, but like the the problem is that that you might have a lot of stuff connected to you 
and you'll never it's going to be really hard to kind of separate what each Differentiate, of these things is, yeah. or if it's just the one thing you know it's hard to you'll, you might yeah know. no absolutely wow well i mean like like i said like that's why i wanted to try to kind of investigate it further and yeah. ask a little bit more questions and try to learn you know okay is there something that maybe if he were if uh my friend david because this isn't this isn't my David, this is the other David yeah. from South Korea. I was going to say, you know, is there any kind of history in your family? Like, is it, because he has a sister, I kind of want to know, like, did anyone else in your family go through something like this? Or, yeah. you know, if, if there's something that seems more prominent or anything like that. And, I don't know, I'm just, I'm really interested. And, I've, and I'm very curious, because I don't really know a lot about South Korea. We're just, we just talk about random things. We don't talk about places but I, I am curious to know what else is possibly there no i definitely am as well like i always like hearing from international listeners because it is possible that it's a completely different thing that i just don't know about it's not the the standard shadow person or xyz you know bigfoot whatever um so i'm i would love to know yeah. if if he does get more in contact and give you more details <clears throat> obviously i want to know obviously please you know share oh yeah no absolutely um but I also would like to know, you know, how connected to that that experience that you all had, if he's if he thinks it's connected independently, if he thinks it's connected yeah, independently. Yeah. Right. Yeah. No, absolutely. And like I said, like I don't know, I don't. I'm not tying it to that event. It's just like no, no. around us all being around all of us being 13. Because even Andre, when he was around, said he used to see things moving in his room. But it just seems like there was a certain uh, percentage of people that we knew in the school that all kind of started to, to go through some of these things. And honestly, um, one of the other things that was kind of cool, in if you ever look through um, the weird New Jersey stuff, Woodbridge sits on um, those the creepy clay pits, uh, and they... I don't remember did they, they they excavated like um those creepy like clay dolls over by the mall years and years and years ago but i i don't know i have to check back through it but i remember seeing something it was woodbridge new jersey had a lot of those um the the red clay pits or something huh, by, i don't know uh, about woodbridge this one. shopping center mall i gotta look into that because yeah. that one i don't um, know about at all yeah, there's a, there's a, there was a lot because I, I I used to get the weird New Jersey books and magazines when I was younger, and I actually one of my exes um, he actually writes articles and goes to abandoned places and investigates them and takes photos for them. Um, so I don't know, like I, I just remember that specific thing. So I'm almost wondering if like it may be necessarily wasn't you know just us. There could have been like other kids or other people, other adults. Yeah. And it could just be centered because that area just seemed to kind of be almost like a little hot pit area. Well, but, the, the, I don't know. the good news we'll, with we'll yeah, no, definitely. No, this was awesome. Thank you so much for calling. As always, I love hearing from you. You know that. Um, and I love the fact yeah. that you're bringing in like international stories. This was awesome. Well, thank you so much for calling. And I will. Yeah, um, if I, I, I'll, I'll, I'll look up those articles for you and I'll send them to you just so that way. Um, yeah. You can see the the weird clay pit things because they had pictures. They're creepy little dolls. I don't like them. Yeah, yeah, no, please <laughs> do. No, seriously, please do. That'd be awesome. Thank you. Yeah. All right. No problem. Bye. Bye, Kurt. All right. So that's really interesting because <clears throat> it should be very easy to find out if everybody is having the same or not the same, but if everybody's having some kind of paranormal thing sparking from the same time frame. 
80s, 90s, whatever, especially if it's Woodbridge and, and you know, it's connected to the Pine Barrens and all that crazy shit. So it's very possible that it's very widespread. And I love when something's widespread because you can hear more and more stories about it. And if it's something's that widespread, everybody's talking about it, be it on Reddit or some other cheesy website or whatever. But I should be able to find more about that. So I need to look into that as well. Um, yeah. <clears throat> uh, let's see. Let's go back to the chat room real quick. Uh, but yeah, everybody's talking about how weird it was that as soon as she said sleep paralysis, her phone went all glitchy weird. That was weird. That was crazy weird. Uh, oh, I gotta, I'll got look into that, Andrew, 100%. Strange figures of Woodbridge clay pits. Caller, you're on the air. Hey, Kurt, it's Ross. How's it going, man? Hey, Ross, how you doing? Oh, not too bad. Yourself? Hanging in there, hanging in there. So, okay. so Russ, what, so Russ, what do you got for us tonight? Um, this takes me back. Oh, I would say early nineties. I was like 11, 12, 13, maybe. Yeah. But I, my grandparents lived in Cameron, Missouri. You know, you're talking like 45 minutes away from Kansas city area. And me and my grandma were going out about, you know, just driving through the country and going around, like, you know, the St. Joseph area. Sure. And she told me they want, she wanted to show me something really neat. And she took me to the home of Jesse James. Ooh, you cool. know, the house that he was shot and killed in. Yeah. And we go in, and this is... You know, we've talked before, you know, I remember paranormal experiences since I can remember, pretty much. And I remember not even getting out of her van, and I just got weird vibes. Now I can say I understand it, like, very oppressive vibe, but, you know, 12, to me, it was just weird. So we go in, air Every single room we walk into, one light bulb blows. Like Really? Every single room, and it was just one. And luckily, nobody was hurt. You know, it wasn't real crowded, but there was a few other people kind of milling about. And we get into, oh, God, I'm trying to remember. It was a room where it had more of his, like, personal effects. It had one of his pistols, you know, pair of boots kind of stuff. And I don't remember what we were looking at, but behind us, something inside a sealed cabinet falls and makes a loud noise. And the lady curator rushes into the room. You know, she's frazzled and she's checking around, making sure everyone's okay. She's like, I don't know what's going on. You know, she's like, all these light bulbs burst. And she's like, what the hell? Is everyone okay? Did someone bump into something and everyone's looking around we're like no and she sees it was his boots fell over and she's like oh what could be happening and you know being dumb kid i am i raise my hand like i'm in school and i ask her is it because i'm adult and do you know any of the history behind jesse james sure yeah and you remember how there was 
oh god, his name escapes me, but it, he was a Dalton. He was the brothers of the Dalton gang. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He wasn't one of the gang members, but those those were his brothers. He came out in his mid nineties, I think his age was like ninety four to ninety seven, and he claimed to be Jesse James. Oh, I know what you're talking whole about. Sure, yeah. Story. Yep. I come from him. My, my Wait, really? mother's of my mother's mother's side. She comes from the Daltons. Holy crap. J. Frank Dalton. I just looked it up. Okay, that's it. Because she used to always tell me that when, you know, her and my grandpa were newly married, they'd get into a fight. And he would just always tell her, oh, you're mad just because you're a Dalton. No Or tell shit. her, Calm, you know, don't, don't, be, don't be a Dalton on me, you know, talking about the part of the family. No shit. So, so, so you actually have a connection to Jesse James. You go to his museum, and then, unbeknownst to you, shit happens while you're at the museum. That's insane. Mm-hmm. And the, I mean, we don't know. You know, we don't know if the stories are true or, you know, a crazy old guy just wanted to have some fun before he died. Well, yeah, no, of course. And that's the thing. Like. Well, actually, they haven't proven it yet. Either way, right? They didn't say if it was legit. No, they said that, you know, he had similar scars as Jesse James had from, I think, a previous gunfight Jesse was in. He had a yeah. couple wounds. And um, and then he died. Right, you know, Dalton. Didn't he die on a... Didn't he, wasn't he buried? I don't know where he died. But wasn't he buried on private land as well? I believe so. Interesting. So you might have a legit connection to the Jesse James. Well, I mean, regardless, you have a connection to Jesse James. Whether it's you're a direct descendant of Jesse James or you're direct descendant of somebody that was involved with Jesse James's death or connected to him back when he was alive. Yes. That's insane. That's cool, man. Because, you know... As I got older and I started studying, you know, the more scientific and theological side of the paranormal, not just the creepypasta, yeah. you know, campfire story side of it, yep. but, you know, so I, I wonder, you know, is, you know, Old Man Dalton's story true, or is the presence of Jesse that's probably still in the house because you know he was murdered there. Was, yeah he was brutally if that is if that story is true if that part of the story is true he was brutally murdered and bled out so i mean that's a terrible way to go um there was a and guy there was a guy recently in the past couple of years that said that he had bought the guns that jesse james had on him when he was brutally murdered and they're covered with dry blood underneath like the the uh the, the grips, they took the grips off. You could see the dried blood, but they couldn't get enough DNA to figure out if it was actually Jesse James or not. So, yeah, it's a brutal death regardless. And you know what? I remember now when the boots fell over. They have framed within the wall, you know, they have, like, photo frame and bulletproof glass over it, but it's the bullet holes in the walls Holy from when God. they shot Jesse. Yeah, that, Jesus. Now I remember 
that's what I was looking at when the boots fell. So you're looking at something that's directly connected to his death as well. Holy crap, mm-hmm. that's interesting. Like, what a, what, a, what a spot to have a paranormal activity event happen anyway, but then to be connected to that spot, possibly so, very connected, is incredible. And even, could it be Jesse knows what yeah. Dalton did yeah. and is pissed off. Yeah. Because, you know... Well, either he, way, either Jesse way, it's, 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 hey, you vain. fucker, hey, your, your, your ancestor fucking killed me, or it's, hey, fucker, I'm your great, great, whatever grandfather. Like, that's cool. Or, hey, one of your ancestors was an asshole and tried to steal my identity and my thunder. Yep. When I was a legendary badass of my time. Yeah, no, that is really cool, man. That's a... I did not expect... That's why I love doing these live shows. I definitely didn't expect to get a Jesse James story by someone directly descendant to Jesse James's story. That's incredible. Yeah, and till the day my grandma died, she would always talk about the Daltons, but she would say, oh, but we were one of the good ones. <laughs> what do you think? Are you, one, are you one of the good ones? I don't know yet. Time will tell. <laughs> hey, as long as you don't shoot me, I'm going to consider you a good one. Hey, you have my word on that. I love it. Dude, thank you so much for calling again. I love this kind of stuff. Hey, no problem. You take it easy, and it's good seeing you again, it's Kurt. It's definitely good talking to you as well. Thank you again so much. I hope to talk to you again soon. All right, will do, man. Bye. Bye-bye. All right, Paramaniacs, we are going to wrap it up unless someone wants to call in and top that last story, which I got to admit will be very freaking impressive if you can top that last story. Uh, Sean Bishop's in the room. Kathy McKeon's in the room. I love both of you more than life itself. I'm so glad to see you. He called you para-nerds. I kind of like that one. It's paramaniacs, Sean. It's not para-heads. Para-heads sounds too much like parrot-heads. That's why I did paramaniacs. You know, the paranormal almanacs, the paramaniacs. Uh, anybody want to call in? I'm going to give you guys one last minute to call in. Um, until then, once again, in case you're just joining, apparently I am a minister, a high minister of a cult. I joined the cult. So yeah, apparently I'm a minister of this cult. If you guys want to, um, you want anything to do with the minister, last rites, uh, exorcisms, weddings, whatever you want, Say the word. Ah, Kathy, I love you more. Uh, Say the word. I am here for y'all. I can't find my little card, but uh, trust me. Trust me, it's there. Um, I love the fact that... uh, Well, I'm going to message you a story. I can't call this one in, and parts of it, it could choke me up too much. Josh, understand that one completely, especially nowadays. Send me your story. I'll read it 100% on the next call or the next episode, whatever you like, whatever you prefer. Uh, That is always an option. If you guys don't want to call, I'm going to put my glasses on back on so I can read. If you guys don't want to call, I totally get it. Some of these stories can be very emotional. Send me a message on Facebook, on Gmail, at paranormalalmanac at gmail.com, on the Patreon. Uh, I am very, very behind on all aspects. All, you know, the email, the Facebook, the Patreon. 
I'm sorry. I'm trying to catch up. I desperately am trying to catch up. I was getting close to being catch up, uh, being caught up. Um, yes, Fabi, it is worldwide. Exorcisms, weddings, receptions, DJs, uh, dog walker, whatever you need. Just let me know. Uh, I'm trying to get caught up on all the messages. That's why I always recommend these live shows so you guys can tell me them directly, get them out as quick as possible. But if you don't want to call in, I totally am fine with that. Totally good. Oh, Fran's here. Hey, Fran. Good to see you. Um, totally fine. Totally understandable. I am more than happy to read your guys' stories. If you say, hey, please read this on the next live one. You got it. I will read it on the next live one. Um, I am very curious to see what's... what. What happened with Andrew's story about there being another possible EVP on another episode? So apparently one of the Facebook Live episodes, there is an EVP when I talk about partying or getting a party on. If you find it, please let me know. Say, hey, it's episode 118 or bonus episode 8 at 54 minutes, whatever. Give me a specific link so I can click on it and I can hear it and I will share it with everybody because otherwise, I have to listen to myself talk for a whole episode. And trust me, I love the fact that you guys like listening to me because I can't stand listening to my own voice. It is the worst thing ever. The worst part of this whole entire podcast is editing these podcasts and listening to my own voice. I put ums in every other word as well. But apparently, I don't know what that is. Apparently... There is another EVP in a Facebook Live episode, which this one will kind of spook me a little bit because there's only been two EVPs. One with Debbie Moffitt. That one I kind of, you know, I wasn't too surprised when someone said, hey, we had, a, we had an EVP on that episode. That whole house, even though it's nice and calm and cool and Debbie was the best and I love her to death, that topic, that story, that demon, of course there was an EVP. Then the second EVP was when I was at the David Omen house. Again, of course there was an EVP there. But now you're telling me there's an EVP here in my own house? I don't know what to think about that. It's kind of spooky. It's kind of cool. I want to hear it. It's kind of spooky. Nonetheless, if you can find it, please let me know. Uh, we cannot paranormal travel yet. Uh, <laughs> cue shaggy whimper. Seriously, my own fucking house, Sean. What the hell? Please, for the love of God, uh, be safe. You guys are the best. I love doing these live shows. There's another live show this week, this very week. There's going to be another live show. If you didn't get a chance to call in, do not worry. Thursday, same bat time, same bat channel. We're going to do another live show. Maybe I'll do it at five o'clock instead of six o'clock because, you know, why not? But, oh yes, Sean Bishop, yes, I did get an EVP at David's. While I was out talking with David, I think the first time I was there, it was, it was the first time I was there, maybe the second. I believe it was the first, though. When I was there at David's house, we were out on the balcony. I asked David a question. He was talking about how there was a storm rolling in. And I said, um, I said something, I forget what it was, you know, like there was just a normal conversation back and forth. He's talking about the storm rolling in. And then you very clearly hear the words, Jesus Christ. And that wasn't me, because I was talking when you can hear the Jesus Christ. I heard it clear as fucking day, though. Spooked me out to no end. Um, yeah, but no, it is creepy. Uh, this Thursday, 
is another Facebook Live episode. I would love to chat with all y'all. I'd love to hang out with all y'all. I'd love to hang out with Sean and Kathy more than life itself right now, and Elisa more than life itself. But until then, let's do it here. Let's hang out here. Love talking with all of you. Hope you guys like these live shows because I love doing them. I love hearing these stories. Once again, I am your host, Kurt Savick, and this has been another Facebook Live edition of Paranormal Almanac. Thank you, guys. Bye now. And there, family, you see a lot. Where do you know where the nut?